and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Thank you for joining us this day as as always let's get this potty started all right here we go today at the potty <laughs> hmm. uh, rats and flies and trump uh-huh. uh what makes sammy grift you see what i did there sammy yeah. at least he didn't call it the china virus china I don't live in a yellow submarine. Oh, interesting. And Boogaloo Boys berate Brett Bear. Hmm. Uh, so many good ones to choose from. Let's start with uh, Sammy. I want to talk about Sammy. Yeah. Uh, Supreme Court justice and all-around asshole. Oh, yeah. Samuel Alito beat ProPublica to the punch yesterday being Tuesday as we speak Wednesday publishing an op-ed right. in the Wall Street Journal that was responding to questions that actually hadn't been asked publicly kind of yet ethics violations before the actual article was published by ProPublica so they were going to destroy him and his thing was to try to cut the legs out from under them before they got their stuff out. Oh, this works every time because as okay. you know, as you know, uh, <laughs> everybody reads the Wall Street Journal and everybody reads ProPublica. Yeah. 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 So uh, no need to be concerned. Um anyway, it describes how and this guy is right at the top of the list of asshole billionaires. Guys who You'll see him on CNBC every once in a while. He's just a son of a bitch. Just Who a son it? of a bitch. Paul Singer. Is Paul Singer. Yes, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. He uh, flew Sam Alito on a private jet up to Alaska in July of 2008, right before a high-stakes case hmm. was going to be heard before the Supreme Court. It was... Have you have you seen the numbers on this yet? I saw it was billions of dollars. Well, that, that's the that's the the, the case. case. The, the, have you seen the cost no, of the uh, quote no. one way one hundred thousand dollars? So we're ta we're talking from Washington D.C., our nation's capital, all the way up to Alaska. Yeah, and you don't just get the airfare. You, you probably get a meal on on, on the <laughs> yeah, flight for a hundred grand. I would hope to maybe get some cheese. And you get to stay at a luxury fishing village that charged more than a thousand a day. Which yeah. again, I'm not quite sure how you get to a hundred thousand dollars with that. But okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that Alito's got a pretty good defense here, though. I'm sure he's got an excellent defense in this Washington Wall Street Journal thing. Of course he does. Now he stayed for free. At this place, which was owned by another right-wing big-money donor named Robin Arkley II. And this was all organized by, and this is the most familiar name of all for people who are really tuned in to uh, this kind of right-wing funding of the American experiment as we know it, Leonard Leo. Leonard, Leonard Leo. Leo is the guy behind all of your favorite recent Supreme Court justice appointments. He's oh, wow. the one. He's that guy. 
Uh, he is the one who directed a secret payment to the wife of the Justice Clarence Thomas. Wow. A personal hospitality exemption means the justices don't necessarily have to report free food, lodging, or entertainment provided by a host on their personal property, although a stay at a commercial lodge uh, probably should have been disclosed. God, but Sam Alito's got an argument that's going to knock you on your ass in a moment. I'm I'm getting to it, and 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 I know you better just sit down because you. <laughs> right now, I've got a little tickle in my throat. I'm having I trouble could, getting it out. I could take you to your knees right now, but I have a tickle in my throat. ProPublica adds the federal law clearly requires judges to disclose gifts <laughs> of private jet flights. So now over to. What yeah. Samuel Alito said in his uh, Wall Street Journal op-ed, which did have some um, spelling errors first time around, huh. and they did fix them. That's unfortunate. Wall Street Journal, not quite as lame as the Daily Mail, which leaves up spelling and grammar errors forever. They don't. What care. was your What was your um, What was your old line about the Greensboro News and Record? It's not edited; it just occurs. It just occurs. It just happens. Yeah, that's the Daily Mail for sure. <laughs> so Sam Alito says that his seat on Paul Singer's plane, quote, otherwise would have been vacant. Okay, repeat that. I want I want to make sure we're clear on that. Sam Alito said that. Had he not taken the free flight mm -hmm. from Paul Singer, who had a private plane, that seat would have been empty, oh, and closed. therefore he did not disclose it Yep, because the justices, quote, commonly interpreted the exemption to mean that accommodations and transportation for social events were not reportable gifts. Now, those two thoughts have no relationship to no. each other. They're both bullshit. But this, th this man this idea that, that if I didn't take an open seat yeah. that's offered to me, that, that that poor seat would have flown up to Alaska empty. And Paul Singer, who is a commercial airline, he's like Delta or American, would have lost the revenue, but there was no revenue to it, it is so tortured. It's so awful. He, he loses a hundred thousand dollars if Sam Alito's not in that seat and not no. in that lodge. No, that's, that's how this works. Doesn't. No. <laughs> Don't you get it? God damn it. He also denied Justice Alito that he should have recused himself from cases involving Mr. Singer, who said he was, quote, unaware of Singer's connection to cases before the court, yeah. as he was not listed as a party in the case, and added the men had spoken on no more than a handful of occasions and never about court or Singer's business. Stop right there. That's it. So you're accepting... Yeah hospitality that's right and airfare from someone who you now say you barely know don't know now we're him. moving into trumpville which has never met never him, met him <laughs> don't know him. i don't know who that is i know it is but i accepted a trip and accommodation i bailed the guy out who i don't know who was going to lose a hundred thousand dollars if i wasn't on that plane and was going to be before the court in a multi-billion dollar case coincidence just a coincidence singer said as much in a statement issued by a representative, according to ProPublica. 
The billionaire added neither he nor his companies had any pending matters before the court, nor could Mr. Singer have anticipated that in 2008 that a subsequent matter would arise that would merit Supreme Court review. You know what I call that? I call that insurance. I call that buying your Supreme Court justice ahead of time. It's like buying life insurance when you first get married, even though you don't have kids, but you know you're going to have kids. Sure. You get it and, cheap. and so you get a better deal. You get a yeah, better deal do. early on. Most people That's don't do right. that. But if you're really, really rich, yeah. you can do that. Sure you, you can. can. Do that. I, I get that. Hedge your bets a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Singer's hedge fund had asked the court to intervene in a case pitting the hedge fund against the entire nation of Argentina in 2007. <laughs> and well, that is the year before the trip. So he was betting on Argentina to fail as a country. The fund, was trying to for, listen to the, the Trump, the fund was trying to force Argentina to repay debt it had yeah. purchased at a steep discount after Argentina defaulted in 2001. Yeah. It was denied, but again requested Supreme Court intervention in 2010. Well, later on in 2014, the court ruled in. That's right. Argentina, no, oh, singer's favor. I was uh, tricking you there for a yeah, second. You did. Yeah, seven to one. And uh, Sam Alito was, of course, in the majority. And the hedge fund was ultimately paid, that's right, by Argentina, a filthy rich country, as you know, $2.4 billion. Um, um, let, me, let me just say this. I, I'd like to apologize to Clarence and Jenny Thomas uh, if I ever implied that you were the only corrupt yeah. justice who made stupid arguments to cover up your bullshit, I am so sorry. <laughs> I apologize wholeheartedly. Sorry. Uh, apology not accepted. <laughs> Just in case you thought this was a racial thing, obviously we've got we've got a very white justice here making an incredibly stupid argument as well about being corrupt as hell. All right, let's go to the reaction from famous people in politics names that you know and love yeah we'll begin with senator and this is the best name for a guy who's never going to run for president but who should be president just based on his name sheldon whitehouse the senator from rhode island he's a smart guy uh oh my the questions first who orchestrated this weird pre-buttal with the infamous wall street journal polluter page and did Alito get help from a PR firm? That's what the the uh, the senator wants to get answered. Um, Ted Lieu, Ted Lieu, the congressman yeah, from California, who's been sure. a busy guy the last 24 hours because he destroyed John Durham, that yeah. hack prosecutor. Yeah. In Congress on Wednesday morning, he just leveled him. He just leveled him. Okay. And this is about the Alito case. He says, Dear, Pro so good. Dear ProPublica, there's a phrase that describes what Justice Samuel Alito did here with his bizarre pre-rebuttal piece to a story that he haven't, hadn't even read yet. Quote, consciousness of guilt. Hello. <laughs> Uh, Sam Stein, the journalist, I believe he's the uh, political uh, head at Politico these days, Politico. Justice Alito more or less reassuring that a ton more people will now read the ProPublica piece 
apparently coming out on him. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the way you do that. Now, we're fair, Brit. We're fair, Brit. So let's come to the defense of the justice. Yeah, yeah. What's your defense? Let's begin with Eric Erickson, who, ah, yeah. if, if you could put a guy in the Hack Hall of Fame for talk show hosts, it would be him because remember he was a blogger. Remember he had that red state thing for all those he certainly years. Did. He certainly did. And they put and, him on WSB for a while. Yep. And Atlanta. Atlanta. you're really good. You should have your own show and your own yeah. career and your own syndication deal. And we're not bitter and we're not jealous. Okay. No. I will, I will say this 24 hours ago, he was beating the hell out of Trump over his confessions and that bread. I understand that, he, but he's still, he's still yeah. a hack and still Bill Barr, Bill Barr is still a hack yes, and, and, and they're, they're all, all still, still hacks. hacks. Just because you have a moment of lucidity and sanity. Correct. Correct. The, all right. So Eric Erickson says the most notable thing about the pro publica story is how many supposedly objective reporters are pushing it and totally ignoring Justice Alito's response. No, nobody's ignoring his response. So that's a classic right-wing talk show host, which is to argue against a premise that does not exist and that did not happen. Tom Cotton, uh, who is Freddie Blassie's favorite senator from Arkansas. Why? Because he's a pencil neck geek. Correct. He's a butt scratch and but what what is that uh, whole? Uh, I can't remember the entire song oh, of Freddie so Blassie. What a career! All right, Tom Cotton says, "Good for Justice Alito to push back against the left wing hacks trying to intimidate." Yes, the Supreme Court. Boom! That's it. Take Boom. that, left wingers. Yeah. Uh, All right, that's enough. That's There's enough. no true defense. I mean, he's he's been caught with his pants down. Well, the defense is that uh, we can do anything we want, and there are no ethics rules that rule the Supreme Court, and we can be as unethical as we want because we got a lifetime gig. What say you, Mr. Senator? Well, I, I, have, I have, that's it. I've got corollary number two to their their defense. Uh, if you don't like number one, fuck you. That's basically their defense. If you don't like the lifetime appointment, then uh, take but, it and shove it up your ass sideways. D- don't forget, uh, we have full credibility, and any questioning of our credibility is an attack on America and the court itself and our institutions. So you shouldn't do that. You should just take our word for everything because you can trust us even though we do all these things. Oh, wait a minute. This just in. Uh, I understand that uh, Justice Sotomayor once received a free cannoli. So, hey, suck on that, you bastards. Well, you I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be some whataboutism. They're going to try to way, dig That's a lie. Them. She's not Italian. <laughs> Nonetheless. That's a lie. Well, it doesn't mean she doesn't like cannolis. You got to be Italian like cannolis now? Huh? No. Huh? No, you don't. No, you don't. I was crossing line. I'm, I'm assuming that that's what they're going to try to go through with some whataboutism. Like somebody got a, a free pack of cards or some free paper clips or some well, shit Well, like I don't that. think so because they didn't do that with Justice Thomas. They didn't. They haven't right. tried to justify Thomas by pointing to. We're looking through Kagan's record. Elena Kagan, right? Uh, the, or, yeah. What about this free air you've been breathing for all these years, huh? Huh? And uh, the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg and um, uh, what's his name, the the guy who died. <laughs> <laughs> 
the other Italian guy. What the fuck? <laughs> Ali Scalia. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's Italian American. Holy, here on the holy shit. And I just got done reading about poor Jack Hanna and his Alzheimer's. Holy oh, yeah. Shit. And I can't even remember Scalia's name. That was one too, of my. There's too many goddamn Italians on this court. That, that was one of my favorite interviews we ever did on ZTK was, was Jack Hanna. I really, really. Him in a second here. But what? Uh, but you know the two of them were, were were good buddies, and you've seen that that video clip of the two of them in India. They're they're on a an yeah. elephant yeah. riding on an elephant, and the rest. So the great thing about that is everything gets canceled out, right? And I sure. and I don't think there was ever any question about uh, impropriety in, in who paid for that no that trip because first of all, it it couldn't be a, a right wing hack or a left wing hack because how could you buy off both of those justices? on some issue coming before the court you could seldom count on the two of them voting the same way on on so many different things but look you can say you can say what you want to about scalia and guys like rehnquist and stuff like that but and and they were in many ways huge assholes but they weren't going to allow any kind of impropriety so somebody could dig through there have something over them let me ask you a question are you sure is, is this a question of we're finding out things now maybe that probably have gone on more frequently than we ever knew about it. Yeah. But because the court itself behaved publicly and through its decision-making in a much more honorable manner, even in areas where you might disagree with them, um, that this kind of investigating might not have been done. It just wasn't thought of because – maybe. Supreme Court justice did hold a place of higher esteem. Right. They've done this to themselves, right, in the last 10 years or so. Well, yeah, so. you wouldn't have imagined that they would have such naked <laughs> shamelessness that's right. when it comes. That, that's exactly. And and think, remember, through it all and through the period you may be referring to, Clarence Thomas was on the take oh, the sure. whole way through. He's been there for 30 oh, years. Really. So, I mean, Jesus, yeah, he's been he's been getting, getting it good for a long time. I mean, if I was... If I was a betting man and I had a few cases before the court and I, you know, I wanted to grease the skids a little bit, I'd, I'd deliver a keg of beer to Kavanaugh's house about every week. I'd throw one right there on the front well, step. Okay, I I, I got to <laughs> drill down on this. What kind of beer? I don't know. I mean, he doesn't seem like he likes wait, wait, the. I got. I no, play the Ron DeSantis card. Anything but Bud Light. Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking losers. So yeah, uh, so Jack Jack Hanna, you were reading about Jack Hanna. Well, yeah, there was a it. It, uh, it was reported this morning in a piece in the Columbus Dispatch, and it's it's run uh, in other areas. It's on Yahoo News and and uh, other places. And it's a big, long, long piece all about Jack Hanna and how he has now slipped fully into the twilight oh, portion it's sad. It's sad. of um of alzheimer's, alzheimer's disease yeah. and it and i i i wouldn't even put this in writing on my facebook yeah because i i just i wouldn't go there but why the fuck does this happen to jack hannah yeah a <laughs> beloved person yeah. a beloved person by people who knew him who were related to him <laughs> who worked with him who had to do stupid ass radio promotions with him by people in television, by viewers, by why does this happen to him? And clown stick von fuckface Trump is still walking around. 
Why? That'd be a good, Why? Be a good, that's a good defense for him, though. I, I didn't know anything about any, any boxes because uh, my mind's gone. I wasn't aware. Try that one on. No, it's uh, very sad. But we, I, I can't remember. We talked to him maybe 2007 or something like that, maybe. Yeah. It was it was great. It was it was really good. And I, I got to bring up one of my favorite David Letterman uh, memories with him because, as you know, I was fairly obsessed with the late night show back in the 80s. And he had some of the best moments ever on that show. He's 76. Ugh. It was first truly diagnosed in fall of uh, 2019. Not that many years ago with early Alzheimer's, but it's really moved uh, pretty quickly. And he lives now out in Montana. And he only remembers his wife, Susie, his dog, oh. and his oldest daughter. Well... And that's it. And he, he just yeah. sits in the sun all day. And, and, that. but I mean, it's just the saddest story. It's just, it's just the saddest story. And I know that, that lots of people have, have gone through this in their, in their lives. And, you know, my, my wife's mother. Oh, for, yeah. For many, many years before she died about a year and a half ago. And it's just the worst. It's, it is. It's horrible. It's, it's just the worst. And, uh, I I I I just, I just hate it. it. It's a it's a wonderfully written story, mm-hmm. considering the subject matter. So I encourage you to to find it. You can get it on my Facebook page or just just Google Jack Ham Jack Hanna Alzheimer's. I'm sure it'll pop up as the first story today if you're uh, if you're looking for that. All right, um, rats and flies and Trump. Uh, at least he didn't call it the China virus. I don't live in a yellow submarine or boogaloo boys berate Brett bear. Uh, do the yellow, do the yellow submarine. Cause this is a uh, capturing America's attention right now. Uh, yeah. Um, we'd be silly to try to do any kind of uh, quote update in a, in a podcast on the story, which seems to have an inevitable, um, at least conclusion to, uh, the idea of rescue in the next uh, a few hours, but we're going to come at it from this, this angle. While the search continues, one of the passenger's stepsons is defending his decision to attend a concert while the world awaits news on the fate of the vessel. Brian Satz, S-C-A-S-Z is the stepson of the billionaire British guy, Hamish Harding, Mr. Satz took to his Facebook page to ask for thoughts and prayers and then said, I'm headed off to go see Blink-182. And I know your response. You go, well, if it was Pearl Jam, you could justify it. Right. Okay. I want to drill down even further because the picture he, he took to demonstrate that he was, he's in front of their big merch tent. So it's not even like a moment where he's jamming to the music and having a great time. It's like, hey, I'm at a place where I can pay 40 bucks for a T-shirt. Look how fucking cool I am. That's essentially what this little asshole was doing. See, this is a little bit of a stretch here um, to the famous, at least he died doing what he wanted to do, that kind of thing. Or Here's the quote from the guy. It might be distasteful being here, but my family would want me to be <laughs> at the blink. 182 show as it's my favorite band and 
music helps me in different times. So when your brother or your sister or your wife or your child are on their deathbed, yeah, there is no need for you to visit. Go off and have a good time. That's what they'd want you to do. And even if that were true, don't you go beyond that kind of narrow, very open way of, of thinking about other people, even in a time of trouble for yourself. Don't, don't go there. Don't go to bedside and, and, and don't sit Shiva here at all for, for your stepfather. Don't, don't do that. He's got plenty. He's a rich guy. What the hell's the difference? You're at a concert or you're, you're sitting at home waiting. Okay. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> These guys the more, the more, uh, the more you, you, you hear from people who've been on it, who've taken the trip, the more you get this idea that when you're on it, you're scared shitless. You're not fully confident. And you just kind of go into it with this idea, I'm going to get it done, and then I'm going to be able to say that I did it. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, it just seems like enough corners were cut. And the guy who's the head of the, the whole thing, his excuse for building this craft kind of in a different way than other vehicles that uh, go deep beneath the sea using different kinds of material is, well, you know, if you just keep doing it the same way, you're never going to make any progress. Okay. You know what? I'm going to start building airplanes with one wing, just one wing on one side, because two, they've been doing that forever. There's got to be a better way to do one wing, one wing. Now, if we said you could fly with one engine, how about one wing? <laughs> I so, the whole the whole story is exceptionally just troublesome to me. It's just exceptionally troublesome. The whole the whole thing is very. I don't know. I I, I the whole thing is just weird and odd. And I know people are glomming onto the story and poking, and it it it, it just. No. Just no. Well, it's not just that. When you when you hear people speak of the quote experience, it sucks. Because mm. it's it's dark as hell. Mm. All you have are the lights that are uh, attached to the to the vessel that you're on. And we've seen the video a lot over you know 10, 15, 20 years, however long they've been sending down unmanned uh, vessels to take pictures of it. And that's cool. That's, that's all right. I dig that. And in a way that, that coincided with uh, the big James Cameron movie and okay. Titanic. Um, but that little chart that they keep showing you of what, you know, what is it? 13,000, 14,000 feet is in compare, you know, it's 12 empire state buildings. It's a uh, 73 football fields. Down. It's, it's taller than uh, Mount, Mount, whatever. And, you know, it's so far down and uh, the amount of pressure that the vessel is under is so enormous 
I mean, you're fighting the elements. That's why we send unmanned unmanned vessels down there, and you're you're just asking for trouble. Mm. And I just don't think that the payoff. I mean, you know what? I get going up into space. I kind of do. Right. And when, and when you hear people talk about that, it's very often in magical, mystical tomes. It is. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard anybody come back and say, seeing the Titanic changed my life. What, 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 I guess it changed the fact that you'd never, ever want to take a cruise. <laughs> it, not, it, it enabled you to go to your wife and say, we're not going on a fucking cruise. I just saw the Titanic at the bottom of the sea. Okay. Other than that, it's not a life changer at all. And I mean, uh, I, and I know it kind of sounds like we're playing the result, but it's just, I don't know. I think we're being fair. I, it's yeah, it's just uh, I think the whole thing. The whole thing's just ah, it's um, it's, it's, it's just weird. Oh, and by the way, and then when you attach the obligatory expense, what is it, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a seat? That's the other thing. I mean, that, that that is so much that not even a Supreme Court judge has been offered a seat. Although I could tell you which five I'd like to send on the next. <laughs> That's like if you're if you're that guy, if you're Blink One Eighty Two boy, and you get word, oh, your dad, they're searching for him. They think he went down in some toy submarine thing that was controlled by a joystick. Would you rather hear that or again, or would you, or would you rather hear uh, he was off the coast of Morocco on a yacht and uh, a, a model was on top of him and he had a heart attack? Would you be, would you rather? Oh, yeah. OK, well, I get that. That, that makes that makes complete sense. <laughs> I get I understand that. That's it's it's sad that we don't have Gordon Lightfoot around. <laughs> I, we know I, I had to say I had to do it. They've, they've got, they, they have beautiful pictures of uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald because it you know it sank in fresh water, so it was preserved beautifully. And National Geographic had a little thing go around there. And, yeah, and you they, got a number one song out of it. You so. got a number one song out of it. It's, a, it's a, a ballad that still lives, you know, fifty years later. Yeah, hugely. Uh, let's get into some of our Trump uh, material for today. <laughs> Rats and feces and Donald Trump was that? What? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, these are uh, two pieces, not from the cover of the Rolling Stone, but from within it. Uh, story number one, Team Trump suspects his former chief of staff is a rat. Uh, uh, Trump sent some of his lawyers and political advisors, according to Rolling Stone, on a small fact-finding mission. I guess this would be akin to uh, finding the birth certificate in Hawaii. Yeah. During the yeah. Barack Obama presidency. Person with knowledge of the matter describes it to Rolling Stone. President wants to know, what's Mark doing? Now, say it like Trump. What's Mark doing? What's he doing? Trump was referring to, of course, former North Carolina congressman and hero of us all, Mark Meadows. Uh, of course, Mark Meadows had already been questioned under oath to the grand jury about Trump's efforts to subvert the election. And Trump wants to know, hey, Don, guess what? You don't have to send investigators to uh, try to break the the confidence 
of people who are not supposed to talk about what happened in a grand jury, you know, because you and Mark Meadows, you're the two. You talked that's, about everything. That's so true. everything that you know is true. He and his lawyer said if Mark Meadows did speak to the grand jury and he did, he would certainly tell the truth when obligated to. And if that doesn't get you not just around third base and about to touch home, Don, then you're as stupid as we think that you are. He thinks that Mark, Mark Meadows isn't a rat. Mark Meadows doesn't want to spend the rest of his life in prison. And at a certain point, believe it or not, Don, some people will act just like you. They will act in their own self-interest at a certain point. Not everyone is willing to lay down in service to you in perpetuity. Look that word up, Don. It's a long word. It's a good word. Perpetuity. Yep. So that's... uh, That's story number one. Story number two, Trump thinks he did a great job in quote-unquote disaster Fox News interview. That's the Rolling Stone editorializing, saying that the the, uh, interview was a disaster, which it was. We know that. But it was great. I thought it was fantastic for a disaster. Okay, Donald Trump thought he crushed his Fox News interview. The rest of the world thinks he bumbled it, of course. And how... Donald Trump would think that he really nailed it. I guess that's another question for another day. Where Trump saw a buzz, people hoping to keep him out of legal jeopardy saw trouble. Several of the ex-president's current and former legal advisors watched with exasperated sighs. Give us a good sigh there, Britt. Come on. <sighs> And in some cases, terror. That's what they saw, according to three people familiar with the matter. One lawyer working in Trump's orbit messaged Rolling Stone shortly after the interview, predicting the Fox clip would be brought up by prosecutors at trial. Of course, it's going to be. It has to be. It is. It has to be. uh, And and, and this is uh, Ty Cobb. It was a disaster. Uh, And. if Remember, Ty Cobb was a lawyer during the Mueller probe. Right. Okay. That was and 17 lawyers ago, I think. Yeah. Trump gave the government an enormous gift in the Fox interview. They'll be able to use that in what he said to assist them in proving the former's intent as to virtually all the charges. Now, th- this is my question. It goes back to something that you kind of threw off um, jokingly a few minutes ago. Could Trump... And his defense team use some of the clips from the interview to uh, uh, make the uh, case for insanity, for early set Alzheimer's, for he doesn't know what he's doing. For And, and by the way, I believe if they do the polling on this, uh, Trump supporters, Republicans will uh, add several points to Trump support the deeper the Alzheimer's diagnosis would be, right? Because he wouldn't isn't want that, that to get in the way. Isn't that the ultimate irony of the whole thing? The the things that he was accused Hillary of doing, he did. And the thing that they accused Joe Biden of being, he is. So wouldn't that be the, the, the ultimate irony in this entire situation? 
I, you know what? I think we're so far beyond ideas of ultimate irony because the I, I remember I, irony just took a shit and flushed itself down the toilet <laughs> when, it came, when it came to Trump. Irony just took a hose from the exhaust pipe and closed the garage door. Just get out. <laughs> it's done. It's, <laughs> it, it's over here. That's funny as shit, though. Um, during the Brett Bear interview, Brett asked the... Uh, twice indicted former president, why not just hand him over? And, of course, this is the money quote. This is the one. And I love it when he says something that's obvious, obnoxious, provocative, ridiculous, and unnecessary to say, and then jumps off from there. Ready? Because I had boxes. I want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things out. I don't want to hand that over to as the National Archives. And I was very busy, as you've sort of seen. I've been very, very busy. So before I send boxes over, I have to take all my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things. Golf shirts, clothing, pants, shoes. There were many things. Again, I hate to say this. This makes the the case for some degree of mental disease, whether it's, and I don't know whether hoarding is not an official uh, mental disease in the uh, in diagnostic manual, but uh, but 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 it's it's there's there's a mental issue here in thinking that when your life is on the line, and it kind of is for Trump that you can actually say with a straight face that you have lots of boxes and inside those boxes interspersed with the most important documents, secrets, plans of the United States government, that you had golf shirts mixed in with them and clothing and pants. That shows a level of discombobulation and disorganization and, uh, we don't even have to go the well, why didn't his wife help him and help him organize when they moved? Because it gets back to what I think we said on a previous podcast, which is I don't think he ever thought he was going to have to move, certainly not for another four years. And maybe he really did throw all this shit into various boxes that just happen to also contain these other items. Uh, that is not going to get you off. But that's also court. like uh, th- 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 there's also the, the narrative there that he's like, your 80 year old neighbor down the street that just is going to just kind of piddle and go around and find shit. No, he can have, he can have a staff of people go through shit and hire people. He doesn't want people going through it. Now he didn't want people going through his stuff. Then (laughs) don't you understand? (laughs) Jesus. He's just the one guy. I mean, he's out there. He's playing golf every day. He's lying on the campaign trail. He doesn't have time to go through this stuff. Yeah, but but he but he has Hop Singh getting him diet cokes every ten minutes. That's Hop, <laughs> Hop Singh could have helped him pack. <laughs> there's a there's a current reference we could all enjoy. Hop uh. Singh. <laughs> 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 well, you might as well just scoot from there into the uh, Boogaloo Boys threatening Brett Bear's uh, livelihood. And yeah, actually, and it wasn't the life. Boogaloo Boys, but the alliteration was. Oh, it was, was good. Was too. Was too. Uh, irresistible to use um but but uh, as you might guess while the rest of us and uh 
prosecutors across America of all stripes, from from Bill Barr to uh, everyone else, are saying, Don, what are you doing? You just went and gave way more material to the prosecution when it comes time to go to court. So because Brett Baer, in an attempt to save his career, his credibility beyond being caught during the Rupert Murdoch uh, Dominion voting machine case where he was in on trying to reverse the call by Fox News of Arizona for Joe Biden. He was as far into it as everybody. He was ready to go. He didn't want the uh, viewers to be that offended. So he really is, at least in that area, no better than all of the opinion hacks at night, Tucker Carlson and Hannity and and Janine Pirro and and Maria Bartiromo and the rest. So he was in with that. So he always wants to think of himself as a straight newsman, one of the people at Fox you can trust because he plays it fair. So he went out of his way. And in one sense, he did succeed, at least momentarily, in holding Donald Trump's feet to the fire in a way that I do not believe that Donald Trump has ever been held to in a live interview. Watching him squirm was a delight, wasn't it? It was great. And, and he fact-checked him in real time. And I missed this, but I heard a little clip of it this morning. He uh, inadvertently, while trying to take cheap shots at Fox, right there to Brett Baer, because he knew he was getting garroted, uh, he also threw in the fact that the Democrats are in trouble because JFK Jr. is running against. I saw Biden. that <laughs> JFK Jr. JFK Jr. and and Brett Baer, to his credit, instantly said Robert Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Trump apparently didn't even hear it, or See? he did what Trump always does: he ignores mistakes that he that that he makes or his gaffes or when he mispronounces something. But the, the the pathology of confusing RFK Jr. for the he's been dead for 20 plus years, JFK Jr. is is kind of interesting in its own way, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it goes back it to that was one of those uh, conspiracy theories that supposedly Donald Trump and John F. Kennedy Jr., who is still alive, were supposed to show up. Yeah, uh, and then and save America. Or so. so he's and, been listening to all that bullshit for so long. Well, but maybe there's something to it. But maybe he did spend time with <laughs> the JFK Jr. recently, and you know this is the first indication that that meeting did take place. All right, so we have a supporter of uh, Donald Trump going on Twitter. So this is one of these Twitter explodes at Brett Bear, and it's one guy. But okay. And we normally don't do these, but we'll do one because we like it. One Trump supporter on Wednesday took to Twitter to ask Brett Baer if he was part of a, and we're doing it because Brett Baer responded to it. Uh, Brett, are you part of the nefarious deep state plot to put Trump in jail by getting him to incriminate himself on national TV? All right, we'll stop there and analyze the idea behind that that uh, Brett Baer is so clever, he's so good, that he tricked Donald Trump 
normally unable to be touched by anyone. And what that really means is, yes, normally he can go on Fox and can count on the the host to just throw him softballs for an hour. Brian Kilmeade, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson. But Brett Baer, no. The big question is, did Brett Baer have any contact with the DOJ to try to entrap Trump into incriminating himself? Who wrote his questions? The Department of Justice will be using his interview against him. All right, so the reason we talk about this is Brett Baer responded to this tweet. Brett Baer says, no, I wrote my own questions. And frankly, I didn't know that I would get much on the indictment questions, assuming he might say he couldn't talk about it. That's right. That's what we said yesterday. We <laughs> said that the judge at the arraignment said, the only thing I'm going to tell you, Trump, is shut the fuck up about everything. You can't talk about anything. And the next thing you know, less than 24 hours, he's on Fox. So Brett Baer probably thought, holy shit, he's not even supposed to be talking to me. So he's not going to let anything out. But Brett, you uh, misunderestimated just how stupid Donald Trump really is. No, I wrote my own questions and uh, I thought he wouldn't even be talking about it. Thanks for watching. So he gave a a, a standard, you know, thank you, but uh, that's not true. You know, he didn't confront the the person. So so good for him. But but I think that opens up this idea that they were right in a, a metaphysical sense at Fox right after the election of 2020 when they saw the instant blowback, when they dared to tell the truth about election results, which, again, their numbers – they're not opinions. And that was going to set off the viewers to a point where they'd leave the channel because they didn't want to hear the truth. And here you go. A couple of years later, Brett Bear lets it rip and does the right thing and interviews like a good interviewer should. And what happens? There are probably lots of Fox viewers represented by this one guy who are really disappointed in Brett Bear really disappointed in him for doing what he did but then mix that in with what you said yesterday which is you can't find any evidence of this interview post interview it's on fox they're not using the clips they're not using the self-incriminating clips Uh and then asking people what they think they're they're not doing that and it's not on their website you're right but but the rest of the world is using it and if if we're allowed to brit i think we get to go back and 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 go to one of our original building blocks here, which is over time, if you keep throwing enough weight, enough building blocks on top of the house, it will fall over. And this is an example of that. It can't hold forever that they can be hermetically sealed enough Fox viewers and Trump fans away from the truth to be able to ignore it in enough numbers to elect him president a second time and you're seeing the bleeding erosion in a lot of the polls right now and i think it's a fair thing to say it's like with inflation well we're closer to the uh, to the beginning of the erosion than we are to the end uh we're, mm. we're closer to the end of interest rate sites than we are to the beginning i think we're closer to the beginning of trump's uh support starting to disperse among some of the other candidates um so there you go. I guess the one who moved up the most 
against Trump in the last week, week and a half is, that's right, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Uh, a couple points. I think he gained like four or five points. So he's almost yeah, into but, double digits. He's almost but, into double digits. But JFK Jr. is kicking Joe Biden's ass. So, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's a huge problem there. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and the last one here, at least Joe Biden didn't call it the China virus like Trump did. But uh, Joe let one slip the other day, and I'm not talking about a fart at dinner. Although well it may that, as well sure. be. <laughs> um, China is offended because uh, Joe Biden used the D word, the D word dictator in association with President Xi, of course, elected in a free and fair election in China. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was a California fundraiser. And they asked him about the balloon incident, shooting down the balloons, the president. And he claims President Biden does that President Xi had been red-faced when the balloon went off course. He got very upset when I shot down the balloon with two boxcars full of spy equipment and that he didn't even know it was there. This is according to Reuters. That's a great embarrassment for dictators. Uh-oh, that means he called him a dictator. Uh, that means everything. That's it. We're done. Off the table. World it's War off the table. You're That's done. over. Launch the missiles. Right. Final countdown. Right. You know what? We're going to unleash another China. Vi- oh, do you recall any kind of official offense taken by the Chinese government over Trump continuing to call the call it the China virus? I guess there was some, but not a lot because he kept doing it. I guess he since they were pushing it. him around so good, they didn't give a shit what he said. Right. <laughs> they, 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 well, I mean, he threw all these stupid ass tariffs. Yeah. Uh, on to, to Chinese, which, by the way, they're still on. Uh, Biden has not taken them off. And then they retaliated um, by throwing tariffs on the shit yeah. that we were exporting so, over there. So, I mean, it's, um, that's how that works. Yeah. Well, uh, I think they win that one. I think so. I believe we, they do. We also, import a lot more shit from them. But uh, anyway. tariffs are taxes, people. I don't know if you know this. No, they're not. They tariffs are, not. are taxes. Brit, our farmers got tens of millions of dollars billions family farms in this country were never stronger than they were under donald john trump yes they are 